Hey y'all, post-production Stephanie here. I just wanted to hop in at the top of the episode with a quick trigger warning. Uh, Due to the nature of some of the Star Wars events that need to be discussed in this episode, we will also be discussing some real-world events such as mass shootings and associated violence. So if that is not something you want to listen to, totally understandable, go ahead and skip this episode. Y'all, protect your peace, because we need it these days. Alright, we love you, take care, on with the show. Seventies homies, 1970s. Home- homies, homies. There are no homies in the seventies. I was trying to say Hobbit animation, and it came out homies. Interesting. What do you? What's on your mind, Heather? <laughs> <laughs> Hobbits are my homies. Oh my god! Be- I want to be in a Hobbit sandwich, please. <laughs> but you would be like, <laughs> like one of those sandwiches where the meat is way bigger than the buns. <laughs> Hey, so I need to I need to address a vicious rumor. A, a vicious rumor. A, a vicious rumor. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so our our uh, in quotation marks friends at uh, Gold Squadron Gaze had hope from for Light and Dice uh, on their show. Which if y'all okay. haven't y'all haven't heard that episode yet, uh, despite the demon twinks on that show, uh, it was actually a really funny ass episode. Wait. Did you just call both Charles and Bradley demon twinks? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure Charles would qualify himself in that category. Oh, I know. Okay, <laughs> cool. So, look, shots fired. I would like, I would like, look, I will, I will back your play, bitch, because we're ride or die. But what the fuck are you dragging me into? Oh, uh, you know, the same old shit. <laughs> cool. <laughs> no, but Hope thought, Hope, Hope called, Hope called me a twink. She thought I was a twink from the neck up. And I'm like, what? Like, I know how to read. (laughs) Okay, so to those of us who are not fully steeped in queer culture, why why do you object to being called a twink? Uh, Because, A, I've never been a twink. I came out looking... What is a twink? Define twink. The, The twinks are the younger ones at the gay bars that are constantly ordering the... Uh, the sweet cocktails and going around going, daddy, daddy, daddy. And um, they typically have like, you know, interesting hairstyles, which yes, I'm jealous of. I'm bald. I don't have any options there <laughs> unless I want to wear a wig, which always gives my scalp a rash. And now I'm oversharing. But um, mm-hmm. but anyway, that's the twink. Okay. I'm sensing you have a general disdain for twinks. I don't have any and disdain. It's not, it's not a good have, look. I don't have any disdain for anybody. That's not true. <laughs> okay, because everything you just said read as full-on disdain for twinks, and I'm telling you, it's not a cute look. Um, I feel it's not so much disdain. It's that I'm 40, and um, I'm my my patience for younger people in general, regardless of the type of person you are, whether you're a twink mm-hmm. or not. You know. Is is just less than usually okay, and it's not a it's not a that's not a bias thing. It's a bigotry thing. It's more of a nature thing, just because you know it's like babysitting you know babysitting kids. It's like oh they're fun, but I don't know a fucking thing you're talking about. I don't know any of the <laughs> shit you're into. I don't understand any of the music you like. I'm an old man. 
right? Okay. And so twinks are kind of like that too, because generally they're younger, generally. Um, and, you know, they're talking about the same thing, music, TV shows, movies I ain't never fucking heard of. Okay, but then would it not be a compliment to be called a twink from the neck up? I don't know. and that's Because then she's saying that you look young. Right, but like that's my question you to you. Is, is it a compliment? Like, do I want to look young? No, I want to look. I want to look like a rugged fucking uh, lumberjack right now. Hence the uh, unshaven face right now. Okay. Yeah, that's. A- I support you in your journey. <laughs> that's Stephanie for shut up, bitch. <laughs> you know, maybe you'll surprise me. Maybe you will achieve rugged lumberjack. You don't see it, do you? I don't. Oh, my God. You need to grow a full beard before I'm going to be able to see it. Look at this. Okay. Uh, If you would like to see my face, uh, I don't know why you would, but for five bucks a month on our Patreon, you can. Do you see how I can't grow shit here and here on the sides Uh of my face? I can't grow a full beard. It's a goatee or a mustache. That's it. Okay. And I've done the mustache before. You have. Yeah. No, it was it was a it was not a porn stash situation at all. Oh, no, it was totally a porn stash. Yeah, that's what it was. And it constantly smelled like lube, and so I, it, it it drove me nuts. And and well, you just need a beard grooming kit. Luckily, we know where that kind of thing can be obtained, but we'll talk about that later. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah. agree. Um, God, what what are we even? Okay, getting back to it, you were talking about Gold Squadron gays. Yeah, and got so onto the subject uh, Hope, of twinks, Hope, okay? Hope called me a twink. I thought it was hilarious. Actually, she actually sent me a message on Twitter and apologized for it. And I was like, apologize for what? And she didn't specify at that point, but she was like, I was on Gold Squadron Gaze. I'm like, oh, God. Well, of course she's apologizing, giving the heaps of disdain that you're conveying in your tone about Twink. (laughs) Twink is clearly an insult to you in your interpretation. So, yeah, she should apologize for that. No, she shouldn't apologize for No one should ever apologize for making fun of me. I think it's hilarious. But I'm also making fun of it because she was all like, oh, my gosh, I'm sorry. I'm like, that's not a big deal. But I'm making it a big deal now because it's funny. You see? Okay. That's it. Doing it for the comedy, Heather. All right. Is that is that the entirety of your story? That's it. Is you're upset with them? I'm really just trying to convince the people to listen to Gold Squadron Gaze and for Light and Dice because uh, the people involved with those projects are fucking hilarious and I love them. So there. For Light and Dice is super charming, you guys. I do. I, <clears throat> I turn it on for background noise um, to listen to while I do paint. So, yeah, the one li- the one liners that those they deliver are hilarious. I had to cut out with the latest episode. Uh, it was originally going to be forty five minutes, but twelve of those forty five minutes were just laughing, so I had to cut that out. I mean, you don't have to cut it out entirely. You had to trim it down, but it's okay. It's okay to have some laughter in there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was there you was know. too much. There was one point where I was laughing. You know how I get the ugly laugh and the wheezing for three minutes. Yeah, and, you turn into Snagglepuss on me. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you just have to you just have to cut some of that down. That's what I had to do. I never cut down the laugh. Um, Ever. You had to during the box episode because that was a lot. That was because <laughs> <that was laughs> people don't know that shit. La- I was laughing legit for like five ten minutes. It was it was a little long for. It was an ab workout. Yeah, yeah. that that fucking hurt. Oh my god. Oh, but we're not going to be laughing today. There's no laughter here. There's no joy. <laughs> There's no happiness. Hey. Hey, Twink, you want to intro a show? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, Daddy. <Okay. laughs> you can call me Daddy. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, 
Hey everybody, welcome back to Dark Side Divas, the podcast where a woman and a gay man express their opinions about Star Wars. My name is Stephanie, I'm the woman half of your show, but today I'm your daddy. <laughs> that was the best intro ever. <laughs> hey everybody, I'm Chris, I'm that gay man, but I'm not feeling sexual today after this episode. I just want a lot of ice cream and nachos. Uh, but Stephanie, <laughs> I was beginning to think you weren't coming. <laughs> There's a lot of coming in the Obi-Wan show. Have you noticed that? Yes. <laughs> and sometimes it's in the script. Sometimes it's in the script. Low-hanging <laughs> <laughs> oh. fruit. Okay, mm-hmm. so do you have anything before we get into the episode today? You know, I want to talk about the word filler. <laughs> uh, I love it when our uh, <laughs> our chat conversations offline <laughs> end up on mic. Go on. Well, because it, if it happens offline with us, you know it's happening on social media. Mm-hmm. And, you know, okay, so there was a Bad Batch episode that dropped this week. I liked it. I didn't love it, but I liked it. It was fun. It was good times. There was a cool... Uh, a thingy in it and a lot of like lore i like it was fun fun just mm-hmm. fun and that's all i want out of a star war i want fu- i want fun i want entertainment i want i want to go on an adventure and that, and that episode delivered but oh, yeah. but for some reason without knowing what happens in the rest of the season people are automatically assuming that this episode was filler as opposed to i don't know establishing a character we haven't had very much screen time with yet right so what the fuck that's the thing. That's the thing. People are so quick to be like, that was a filler episode. And I believe at, you know, when you haven't even watched the entire season, um, what filler means is uh, I did not like that episode. Right. I feel like that episode did not deal with the parts of the plot that I want to see on screen. That's all that means. Because you cannot, you really cannot determine if an episode is filler or not until you get to the end of the fucking season. And then you look back over it and be like, oh, that episode didn't actually advance the overall plot at all. And that's what filler means. A filler episode is just there to fill time. Like, they've got to deal with the network. They need to make 20 episodes. They've only got 18 episodes worth of core plot. They're going to make a couple of fucking Baron Papanoida episodes or something, you know? Papadopoulos, Papado. Papado, Papadou. <laughs> George Lucas's fucking fantasy roleplay character and the universe yeah that's what that's a fucking filler episode you want a filler episode that the pair the baron papadopolopolis arc from clone wars was filler that didn't do anything that was just filler um anything that doesn't advance the the core plot is filler but you don't know if it advances the core plot or not until you get to the end of the fucking season right so you cannot at the time of viewing an episode go that's filler what you can say is that felt like it's going to be filler but like I see here's 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 my theory. <clears throat> okay. That episode established a side character. Right. Who is going to be she's a mouse tool that will help the bad batch later. Right. Right. That's what that is. That's people thought the shit was Sid was filler in last season. Which is crazy. Turns out she's pretty fucking pivotal to the bad batch's arc. So is Fee. Fee is going to be relevant. I'm hoping. Yeah, cuz we we don't know. We don't know for sure yet. We don't know. We're what, five episodes into the season? Yeah. Something like that? Like, we got a ways to go. And 
I don't know, I just feel like in the general online fandom discourse, calling an episode filler uh, when you've only just watched it and you don't know the full context of the entire season is just a lazy way of saying, I didn't like it. Just say you didn't like it. Yeah. And don't call it something that. it's not. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay if you didn't enjoy the episode. Um, I enjoyed the episode. I did too. But it didn't it didn't make my heart go pity pat. No. Or anything. I mean, Hunter didn't get to talk very much and you know, I like it when he, <laughs> I like it when he's talking. Yeah, I uh I didn't get to see Rex. I'm not, you know, I didn't get to see the the main plot go forward, but I'm trusting in Dave Filoni's storytelling that that's that's going to be relevant later. And if it's not relevant later, then in retrospect, sure, it was filler. But you can't call it filler right now. But Come I, on. I I still think the I I think I I do think that episode is going to be important for the long-term future of the Star Wars story because yeah. you're, you're talking. Did you know, did you know that there were giant mechs in the Star Wars galaxy? Uh, no. Planet killing mechs. No, that's awesome. I love that. Yeah. And it looked like, uh, uh, Zepho, uh, architecture and technology, which if you, mm-hmm. if you've played Fallen Order, you know what that means. If you don't know what that means, go play Fallen Order. <laughs> or, or, or watch after, the after you're done, after you're done playing Fallen Order, then go play Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, my <laughs> and then, God. And then you can fully appreciate this last episode of The Bad Batch. That's a lot of research to do, but I feel like if you're a real fan, you'll do it. Oh, gatekeeping. Gatekeeping. <laughs> you can't do that. Don't listen. No, don't listen to me. Don't listen to me. None <laughs> of that is true. You can just watch the episode and be like, huh, that was fun. That was Indiana Jones. Okay, yeah, we yeah. move on. It was Indiana. Yeah. Also, it was an homage to Indiana Jones. Like the the intertwining of Star Wars and Indiana Jones is not to be dismissed. No, it should not be. Anyway, uh, do you have anything else you want to talk about? No, that's Filler? it. Is that it? Cool. Uh, uh, well, one last thing. Uh, I guess it's feeling like there's going to be more Bad Batch seasons at yeah, this point. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're not talking about Bad Batch for a long fucking time. It's going to be a long time. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that ends up being like. Way later, like when we get past sequel trilogy, it'll be like a flashback way back machine, diddly, 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 all the way back. Yeah, because what if they do like four or five seasons? That's 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 crazy. That's the thing is episodes like this indicate a slower, uh, more methodical pace. Yeah. If they were just slamming us with uh, with clones and like, please <laughs> slam me with clones uh, every single episode, like with the whole like – AWOL clones and Crosshair and the Empire and the hunting and everything. If they slammed us with that every single episode, then I'd worry that they're trying to wrap this shit up. Yeah. But as it is with 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 episodes like that, that means we get more Bad Batch. And can we not bitch about that, please? I know. Like, more like, Star Wars goddamn. animation, please. Mm-hmm. Especially at this level. Oh, my Good God. Yeah. God. Anyway, that's all I got. Any hoodle. All right. So, uh, you don't have, like, a review or anything? Shit. I'm not saying I love listening to reviews. I like having them, and and this is usually a thing that we do. But if you don't have it, I'll just cut this part out. I I don't. I'm sorry. I I was grueling over what to write for the intro, so that took up most of my time. <laughs> it happens. Okay, so then let's get into what we're doing here today, huh? Yep. Yeah. I'm okay. ready. I'm ready. I'm scared, but I'm ready. So what we're doing on this podcast is we are watching through the entire Star Wars visual story in chronological order, which means that we started with episode one, The Phantom Menace, and we have been staggering and fleeing through war-torn tunnels (laughs) forward through time since then. What? I'm trying to tie it to this episode and it didn't work. Shut up. And now- See, I went to vagina. We found (laughs) ourselves- Did I just fuck you up? I'm sorry. 
You dropped the word vagina into my spiel, and uh, I. Well, you used the yeah, word. Yeah, you you, you, de- <laughs> you fucking derailed everything, man. Good job. You used the word tunnels. I'm sorry. And you didn't go straight to the rectum. The hell kind of gay man are you? Uh, the uh, gay man who likes the, too. the gay man who you likes have, by porn. There. You have tunnels too, but oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. we all have tunnels. When you think about it, the human body is a donut. <laughs> There's just one. We're just meat wrapped around a tube that goes from mouth to anus all the way through. It's just, we got a hole right through the middle. Does it take some interesting twists and turns along the way? Sure. <laughs> That's what it is. Anyway, we find ourselves today in Obi-Wan Kenobi Part 5. Oh my god. I'm... Chris, can you get it together enough to do the intro? <sighs> okay, I'm going to try. Woo! That was uh, that was really good. Um, the, the, the mental image of anyway, I'll talk about that later. Um, <clears throat> it's a trap. After a dangerous mission to retrieve Princess Leia, our heroes return to Jabim, but Darth Lola is tracking their location, placing the entire path in extreme danger. I can Darth Lola. How will Obi Wan and our new rebels save themselves from the wrath of Darth Vader? Meanwhile, an ancient adversary of the dark side divas returns. Mulatwan, no! <laughs> we meet again. I know, fucking uh, goddammit. Goddammit, we can't escape him. We can't. <laughs> Just fucking can't. Okay, so, um, blah, 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 here we are. Uh, this episode opened with a warning. Yep. Oh, man. It said, <clears throat> there are certain scenes in this fictional series that some viewers may find upsetting. And I was like, hold on question mark and i had to look up when this episode came out like because the first episode of um of the season had a warning on it as well and that's because you know it showed the slaughter at the jedi temple and that episode was airing right after um a mass shooting i don't know which one (sighs) actually so i i did look this up uh initially the first three episodes did not have that warning when it first aired they mm-hmm. retroactively added that after the fact. The mm-hmm. the thing I think you're going to reference actually happened before the airing of this episode. I don't know what thing I'm going to reference because I tried to look up news that happened around, I think it's June 15th, mm-hmm. 2022, when this happened. There's a lot. Yeah. And I there we have so many um, violence-related mass tragedies in this country. Uh, like, it's... It, today is January 27th, 2023, and we have already had over 40 mass shootings in the United States it, this year. Already. Yeah, we're, it, we're... Already. We're 27 days into the year. Yeah, we've already broken records. So the the tragic thing is I don't know what event prompted them to put the warning on this. Was it another mass shooting? Don't know. Was it Ukraine and all the shit that's going on there? Possibly. Um I don't. Do you know? Uh, so yeah. So Disney decided to put uh, labels on uh, not just Obi Wan Kenobi, but several of their other shows, mm-hmm. because on May twenty fourth, twenty twenty two, was the Uvalde school shooting. Okay. Yeah. So that happened, and uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, uh, and I'm just looking at this article now. There was another mass shooting at a mall four days after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the thing. And the day of airing of this episode, uh, six people were killed in Bakersfield, California. 
So, yay, uh, we're horrible. Uh, we're a horrible civilization right now. Yeah, like it's 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 fucking it's really hard out there, and that's why stories like this are here to pro- you know they're here to provide us with a degree of escape from that reality. But when these stories are also steeped in sudden bursts of violence, we do need a warning. Yeah, and and so thank you, Master and Mouse, for the warning at the top of this episode. And it and it quite frankly, it did not. It still didn't prepare me. Um, I did find mm-hmm. myself my, personally getting triggered uh, by a certain scene, um, and I guess we're going to have to talk about it when we get there. Uh, but yeah, am I going to need to put a trigger warning at the top of this? Episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are okay. Yeah, you are. All right. Uh, sorry, cool. sorry. It's just it's I'll what record this ep- that in post. It's what that <laughs> what that episode does to me. Uh, and I don't get me wrong, y'all. I do love this episode, but this episode from a sadness tragedy perspective is a little much for me. So I'm going to try to make it funny, but I'm sorry ahead of time. I, I probably cannot. So don't worry. I've got plenty of inappropriately timed horniness throughout this episode to help out. With Yay. That. We're terrible people. All right. Seriously. <laughs> in my notes at one point, it says I'm a terrible person, but <laughs> so, so, okay. 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 Getting into this episode. Um, I would like to take a moment before we get into the trauma <laughs> of everything to appreciate the title card on this series. Okay. Just the animation of it, the graphic design of it. Um, it's really fucking good. Like you get this sort of desolate windswept sand effect mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. fills in the letters of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And the letters are are weathered and, uh, and sort of war-torn, much like Kenobi himself. And I love that the eye at the end of Kenobi is his lightsaber. Yeah. Like, it's really good. It's It gives you everything you need to know about the tone of this show uh, from the beginning. Now, you don't know from the first episode that that's the tone. But by episode five, you're like, oh, yeah, no, the title card was trying to warn me the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. So. And um, another thing I want to call out, I feel like out of all, I know some of the Star Wars shows have been doing this, but the previously on montages they, they do mm-hmm. for Obi-Wan Kenobi, they are excellent like they really like if you've gone a whole week without thinking of obi-wan kenobi and you're like oh shit i need to watch this week's episode that 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 previously on will get you right back in the fucking mood right and if you are binging it uh you can just skip and thank you master and mouse for that feature right appreciate it i still like to i actually still like to watch you know it's like um you know the show that did previously on's the best was uh the west wing because they would have just they would have just included the previous week's episode they would do like other pertinent scenes that happened seasons before. And so I never skipped. Yeah. I never skipped the previously on for West Wing. But we're talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi. We're talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi. All right. So the episode opens up and we have been in the show. We've been on Tatooine. We've been on Dayu. We've been on Jabim. Um, we're on Coruscant. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. Did you see the scene coming? No. No. No, I did not. My God. Uh, so it was, oh, Coruscant, a beautiful day on Coruscant. Um, and I, I didn't even have time to process that, that I'm, what I'm seeing. Right. Oh, it's Coruscant before the camera pulls back. And that is the back of Padawan Anakin Skywalker's head. What the fuck? Like, why Holy are you doing shit. this to me now? Holy shit. He hears a noise. He turns around. That's That's Hayden Christensen's face. Now, is he 19? No. No. I do not care. He looks amazing. That man has aged so nicely. He's so handsome now. I just, I mean, he was cute before he's aged into a handsome man. He is um, scrumptious. 
<laughs> yeah, and can I, the the jealousy oozing out between all the letters of every tweet from every fucking butthurt fanboy I saw on the internet going, oh, it's the 40-year-old Padawan, mer, 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 it's the 40-year-old Padawan. Shut up. You don't look that good now, Damn. whatever age you are, sitting in your mama's basement, Snap. wiping Cheeto dust all over your keyboard. You're never going to look that good at 40. He looks amazing. They do lightly sort of de-age him a bit, but not much. They don't need to. That dude, uh, I've seen he him looks in person. Fucking great. He looks fucking great in person. You know, that's that's what uh, being a good person and living an unproblematic fucking life far, far away from the Star Wars fandom will do for you. Yeah. Keep you young. <laughs> so keep you young. Unless, of course, you manage to work the dark side like Christopher and I do uh, and use all of that hate to keep ourselves youthful. <gasps> that's why I'm a twink. There it yeah. is. All right. There Thank, it is. Uh, keep, keep hating on me, y'all. Keep doing it. Keep it. Hate on me, yeah. haters. Hate on bitches. Now or later. Anyway, so he turns around and who who is entered this little alcove where they are? Mullet one. Oh! <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi back in his Attack of the Clones style. And so here's the thing. I don't mind the mullet on him now. Ugh. And I think it's just because of my overwhelming affection for this character. I don't love it. It's not his best look. No. But I was just entranced by the de-aging. It was good. It was some good de-aging they did on Ewan McGregor. The cutest thing about this was in the uh, the making of, the behind the scenes yeah. they did, was the interview with Ewan McGregor where he's talking about filming this. And like Hayden's just standing there uh, in his in his costume and everything whereas you you and mcgregor's over there with dots all over his yeah because they have to de-age him heavier (laughs) and he's like and the visual effects guys are off to the side going oh no how are we going to do this (laughs) because because you mcgregor is 51 years old at the time of filming and i love everything he's got going oh yeah on his 51 year old face um but this was this was good this was excellent excellent flashback de-aging uh it was really cute and uh, clearly, what we are doing here is flashing back to a sparring session between Master and Padawan. Yeah. So in one of my watch-throughs, uh, a friend of mine uh, who, is also, who I convinced to also watch it with me over Discord, we were talking, and he's a uh, he, he works at a hair salon. So oh, okay. he was like, okay, so what if, <laughs> what if the reason why Obi-Wan has a mullet was because in one of these sparring sessions, Obi-Wan did, in fact, have long hair all the way around. And uh-huh. Anakin just got a little bit too close and cut the sides off. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to go work with that. That's that's my new, that's my new headcanon. <laughs> this, this could not possibly have been a conscious choice. The man didn't decide on this. Right, right. No, the, the, surely not. Yeah, the Jedi, the Jedi hair salon person was like, mm, I can, a mullet I shall make out of what, what he had <laughs> left. And that's it. You know? <laughs> Well, by the time you're done cutting off all the burned parts, this is what the mullet was what was left. Yeah, yeah. And now I have another reason to never forgive Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> anyway, so they uh, they banter a little bit. Good old good old Attack of the Clones level banter where they're just like, "Ooh, I'm going to win. No, I might win this time. I'm not. But they square off. They've got their sabers out. Obi-Wan says, Are you ready? Are you? I'm ready. 
I'm not. I'm not ready because the second their sabers clash, we smash cut to Vader standing on the bridge of his ship. Ah! Not ready. Not. I was not ready. No. I feel like that moment in the script was the the show going, you ready for this? Nope. No. No, you're not. I'm not. Nobody's ready I will never be ready for this. Uh, So Vader is on the bridge staring out into the emptiness of space or hyperspace. As he does. As he does. So this is where, and I can't believe I haven't done it sooner. This is where I would like to introduce a new counter. (laughs) Uh The Sith Lord, what the fuck are you looking at counter? (laughs) (laughs) I'm brooding out the windshield, leave me be. (laughs) Right? Like, but no, that's that's a legit counter, and we really should have had it before. Yeah. Because they do a lot, like Maul and all of his soliloquies. Yeah. What the fuck are you looking at? What are you looking at? Right, the, it, there's not a reflection there. If there was a reflection there, I would understand that, because you look good. But He looks really good. Like, really he good. Looks really fucking good. But there's no reflection there. He's just looking out into the darkness of uh, space, you know? So. Yeah, just staring at hyperspace, watching it go by. <clears throat> Anyway, unnamed admiral person steps in and announces that the third sister has arrived. Oh, my. Reva walks in, and she looks very, very something. Like, she has got, like, her shoulders are up. She looks like maybe she can't draw a full breath. She's scared. Is she butterflies? Is she um, excited, nervous, nervous-sided? Scare-roused, which is where you are both scared and aroused. Like, what is happening? <laughs> but something, some unnamed, unknowable feeling is filling up her chest. Yeah. And like it is it is clear that she is she is thinking one foot in front of the other and breathe. And that is, I believe, the correct reaction to being brought before Lord Vader. Yeah. Cause how many times do people get brought before them and then they're killed? Happens or, often. Something else you don't know. Yeah. Like that that roulette wheel is spinning as she walks towards him. Yeah, it could be fucking anything. And she's like, "Uh, it's just thank you so much for inviting me. Super honored to be here." And Vader again pulls the rock move, where he's like, "I don't give a damn about what you think." <laughs> like, uh, Vader does does not like pleasantries. He no. just doesn't. He's not into it. And you know, he's grumpy because he's fucking Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, well... Can we please skip the bureaucracy and just do stuff, please? Right, but now he doesn't... He's not beholden to anybody's manners except his master's. Yeah. And his master is not on this ship and is not talking to him. So... (laughs) So he's like, I don't fucking care about your pleasantries. Where is he? Yep. Where is Obi-Wan? Right. And Reva's like, the tracker worked. He's arriving now on Jabim. And Vader goes, You have done well. Kneel. Yes, Daddy. <laughs> I will be kneeling now. Um, and it says in my notes, Who knew Darth Vader could trigger my mostly dormant praise kink? <laughs> praise kink? Yeah, the you have done well part. It's not just the kneel. It's the... I was a good girl too. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. So it's like it's like yeah. it's like when a guy tells me that was the best blowjob I've ever had, and it's like, uh huh. Of course. No, that's just praise. That's not praise kink. Oh, praise kink is more coaching you along throughout the process and telling you what a good boy you are. Well, that sometimes happens when it, you know because uh-huh. I still have to finish too. You know. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying <laughs> I that's not really not a thing for me, but for Vader, 
Oh, when it yeah. comes from Vader? Yeah. Well, yeah. isn't it part isn't part of it it's like he could kill me at any moment, but he's praising uh-huh. me instead? Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. there has to be that element of danger for this to work. Exactly. It's that little frisson oh. of like I got a I got a you're a good girl instead of a decapitation. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> wow, we're nice. broken. Nice. Okay. So Yeah. Well, well. Well, I'm I'm well. I'm with you on our journey to Okay. I'm going to implement some praise kink next time. That's awesome. I've never thought about that before. <laughs> Look, not everybody's into it. Oh. And I have to I have to be in the right mood. Yeah. Because like if you if you hit me with a good girl and I'm not your good girl, session's over. I'm out. Wow. That's Everything a- dries dries up, nipples go soft, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> it is like Death Valley in this vagina. <laughs> In my vagine. Okay, God. <laughs> this is what happens. See, what what happened is I decided I'm sick of Boomer's bullshit, so I closed the door. So this is my children can't hear me, Stephanie. Oh. That's what this is. Jesus, yeah. you said a lot of shit with earshot of your kids then. Holy crap. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Whatever, anyway. I don't care. So, uh, uh, Riva... When told to kneel, she does kneel, but she is still a Sith. She kneels with a little cape flourish. Of course. To spread it out artfully behind her. Fucking great. And he names her Grand Inquisitor. Uh-oh. And, like, the Admiral comes up and puts a little badge on her. She's the Grand Inquisitor now. It's great. Yeah. L- listen, y'all. The la- promotions are generally great at any job you have, except... When you work yeah. under Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah, no. You don't want to be at the top of his... No. Uh, his because shit rolls downhill. Very quickly. And if you're at the top of that hill, that means you got the most shit. Yeah. So, luckily, in the Darth Vader corporate structure, shit doesn't tend to roll past the first level. Yeah. Because you're dead. <laughs> so... Anyway, they're off to Jabim. Yay. Yay. Meanwhile... On Jabim, uh, the transport ship that we saw everybody load up into last episode, uh, it's coming in for a landing. It lowers down into a subterranean hangar bay. Yay. Very nice. There is a large crowd of beings. Um, I can't even really say it's people because it's not all humans. No. There's, there is a, a wide range of, of species and, and droids and all kinds of stuff represented here. There's a large crowd of beings waiting and they, are worried and tense and eager and they're they're staring at the ship. So the second Roken steps onto the ramp and says, We got her, everyone's relieved. Yay. Because we all love Leia. Yeah. Well they've never met this child. This is an entire community of people who had all had were just hoping that a child is saved. They don't know Leia. They certainly don't know her significance. Maybe they've heard that she's the princess of Alderaan. But that's just another kid getting saved, and they're all so relieved. And maybe they're also relieved to see that the Jedi came back, too. Yeah. And also, you know, these are people who generally save Force-sensitive kids. Little do they know. Right. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> right, exactly. The only one who knows that for sure is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. So, uh, the people that were on the ship, they're sort of spreading out into the crowd. We see uh, Tala goes right up to Ned B. Aww. And, like, puts her hand on his big metal chest and, like, reassures him. Very sweet. Who else is there? Fucking Haja. Haja. Hey, hey Haja. Hey, Looking baby. Looking good. Looking real good. Welcome back. I know, right? Yeah. 
Uh, Haja is there. Obi-Wan is surprised to see that Haja is there. And apparently Haja is now wanted by the Empire because he fucked with the wrong bitch. And yeah, he says that he got in, got into a fight with the scary inquisitor lady. Yeah, honey, honey, no. she handed you your ass and read your mind. Yeah. But okay, that was not that a, fight. Was a fight. There was no fight. That was the only reason you survived is because she had better things to do. Yeah, but then he says to Obi Wan, "I now I know what a real Jedi is like." Um, okay, Jan. Sure. No, you okay. do not. No. But then he he's you know he's still who he is because he's like but this place is a great business opportunity I'm gonna go scam some people now Haja anyway uh, but he's got nowhere else to go so he's with the path now um, Obi Wan is like hey Roken cool can we fire up the transport again I need to get Leia back to Alderaan and Roken's like um okay all of these people here were in line before you yep. And they've been waiting for months. We've got an old tray route. We barely held it open long enough to help you with the girl. We need to get them out. We've got hours before we we've got to we've got to dust this place. We got to go. Yep. And then I'll help you. <laughs> and Obi Wan's like, okay, well, how can I help make all of that go faster? Yeah. <laughs> and then Roken, which is the correct response, right? And then Roken's like, "How about we shower together?" I'm sorry, I just inserted that scene <laughs> in my mind. Just, I'm just spitballing here. Yeah, maybe just, we could do like a foot rub. Yeah, thing. yeah. Maybe could, you look tense. Um, so let me rub your shoulders. Anyway, some Greco-Roman wrestling, maybe. Oh, that's nice. With oil. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just a, bit, just a no. We should. We. You, you're right. We should like pack stuff up and get people on the ship. <laughs> you're right. You're right. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so the people begin evacuating, and then we have our second ding on the what the fuck, Sith Lord, what the fuck are you looking at counter as Vader is staring out the window. Yeah, it's, it <laughs> says in my notes, Vader intense windshield staring. <laughs> it's what he does. That's what uh, he's doing. He's, he's Exactly. In reality, he's meditating. I've been reading the Vader comics, and usually when he's doing that, he's, he's going through the forest and trying to understand things and allowing- Trying to fucking leash himself in. Uh, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Just long enough to to do deal, to function. He's meditating. Yeah, That's sure. meditation. So, Re- sure, so Reva sure. walks up and she's all, my lord, we're approaching. And she mentions that, you know, they where they're, where they're uh, currently staged, you know, they could, they could uh, be in there for days. A full lockdown will take a while. And it's going to take right. a while to break them. Mm-hmm. And Vader says... It is not them we need to break. Yeah. Mm. Um, and look, I have a bad feeling about this. Right? <laughs> I have a very, very bad feeling. You know what I don't have a bad feeling about? Mm. Our new sponsor. Oh. So, guys, we have a sponsor. It's great. Listen through for the next 60 seconds or so. Uh, we would really appreciate it and love you forever. <laughs> Support for Dark Side Divas is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the ultimate hygiene bundle for the man in your life, the Performance Package. Help him join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code DIVAS at manscaped.com. If my math is correct that is about 14 million clean shaved balls can we talk about balls for a minute chris oh i sure can for sure please tell me about you know uh y'all i've been a long time manscaped customer i actually used the lawnmower 1.0 which was the trimmer for down there yeah 
Um, you use the 1.0 because the the performance package comes with the 4.0. Now. I know, new and improved. I can't, uh, oh my I, god! I'm girl. so excited. Uh, no, seriously, <laughs> it's the easiest uh, shaver to use. It's safer than most razors. I can use it in the shower because the trimmer uh, is has waterproof protection on it, and nice. uh, no uh, no messes afterwards, which I appreciate. <laughs> you know what I really appreciate about this entire product package? Being somebody who does not have balls herself, but does interact with them recreationally. Yeah. The crop preserver. This is ball deodorant, y'all. Like, it's here to... I'm just going to open this up and sniff it. And good God. Okay, look, it smells so good. If you get downtown and it smells like this, instead of the usual sort of like gym socks and onions from Subway <laughs> melange that is usually happening down there... It smells like this instead, you're going to want to go back, you know? Like, that's a five-star review. All right, this smells really nice. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, y'all, if you want to get in on some of this Manscaped action, get 20% off and free shipping with the code DIVAS at manscaped.com. Again, that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code D-I-V-A-S. Unlock his confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Shave your balls! Shave your balls! <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, on Jabim. Okay, so we're back on Jabim. We're back at the, the Path Underground Bunker base situation. We see Darth Lola sneak out of Leia's jacket. Uh-oh. And go flying off into the vents and start fucking around with some wires and shit. What are you doing, Lola? God damn it. I hate her right now. Well, she's got... You notice not only is her light red, but like her little wings are at an angle where it looks like she's like scowling. Yeah. She's got like evil she's, frowny she's lines. She's super evil. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> so cute. Meanwhile, Obi-Wan is sort of reading the path graffiti that's all over yeah. the walls. Uh, and he sees that somebody has carved a Jedi symbol. Uh, and... He reads aloud a part that says, the light will fade, but is never forgotten. <gasps> Why are you gasping? I love that line. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then he looks to the side and there's a whole ass box of lightsabers. Ugh. Like, what? Why? Why do they have a whole ass box of lightsabers? I don't Where know. Where did they get the lightsabers? I don't Where know. Where are the lightsabers owners? Well, they're, they're gone. They're dead. They're dead. Right. They're so all fucking dead. Why do they have lightsabers? I don't know. It's a mystery. He also finds in another box uh, a, a, a sweet new robe cloak situation. Yeah, they have a, you know, it's the, the They have cloak, Jedi robes too. Jedi cloak of disguise. He's not trying to be disguised though. He yeah. just wants to look cool. He just, he's, he's, he's putting back on the same, like a new set of the robes that he uh, disregarded and mistreated so badly on Tatooine that they became rags. So now he's got fresh Jedi clothes and fresh Jedi robes. He's starting to rebuild himself as a Jedi internally as well as physically, visually. Yeah. You dress for the job you want, not the job you have. <laughs> the job he has is guy who cuts up rapidly fermenting whale meat Ew. in the middle of the desert. The job he wants is Jedi again. Yeah. So. Uh, speaking of which, so I did, I, this is me being somewhat optimistic about the lightsabers, um, uh, Dark Disciple spoilers, if you haven't read that book, you may want to skip like a minute and a half. I, we know Quillen Voss is alive, we know he's doing some shit. Right. I had to, I want to headcanon that at some point, Quillen Voss said, hey, that motherfucker Count Dooku has a closet full of lightsabers at, at, at Castle Sextoy. 
That's true. He does. How about I go there and take all that shit shit back, uh, and then drop it off here? Uh, so that's my headcanon. There you go. Yeah. Okay. A hundred percent accepted. Because I also think it was Quinlan that carved the Jedi symbol, and the light will fade, but is never forgotten. Yes. Quinlan is the only other Jedi we have confirmed is involved with the path. Right. So I'm going to go ahead and say he's doing all of that. And that's a moment of of shining hope and and light and in this dark darkness of dark times. Uh, but that's gone pretty quickly because fucking Darth Lola cuts the wires and the hangar bay's doors close. And with that, my heart breaks and <laughs> the light is gone in my soul. I'm like, oh yes. my god, they're trapped. They're fucking trapped. And as they're watching these doors close, Roken confirms, oh, there's an Imperial destroyer in orbit. Thanks, Roken. Yeah, love that. Tal is like, oh, no, she tracked us. Obi-Wan says, no, that's Vader. Yeah. Yeah. And they quickly assess that um, they're boned. They cannot surrender or he will or Vader will come down and kill everybody. Um, and so they're like, what, are we laying in for a siege here? And Obi-Wan goes, no. He'll attack next. He has not the patience for siege. Well, how do you know that, Obi-Wan? Well, flashback. <laughs> We're back to the sparring session between Padawan Anakin and his master, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Anakin's going a little a little hard yeah. in this session. Obi-Wan, in fact, calls him out on that. You, you're a little bit too aggressive, Anakin. And Anakin says, Mercy doesn't defeat an enemy, master. Uh, red flag, bringing back the red flag because we're back in Bringing Clone back Wars the era. red flags, yeah. Um, Obi-Wan, um, when your Padawan says something like, I don't know, Mercy doesn't Like Mercy defeat doesn't defeat an enemy. <laughs> hey, uh, Jedi Council, I yeah. think my Padawan may have anger issues. So it's, saying. So it's back to Attack of the Clones shit, right? So right. why don't we get this kid some therapy? <laughs> it never happened, okay? Mercy doesn't defeat an enemy. That's why you're going to lose. Cut to Vader is staring at Jabim. God, it's like consequences flashing, uh, flash forward, you know? <laughs> what it is, what's happening with these flashbacks is we are watching the chess game, the current chess game on Jabim unfold between these two men. Mm-hmm. That is being driven by their knowledge of each other as we are seeing that unfold in this flashback. I love it. So everything that's happening in the current time is being reflected in the flashback. I saw people who were complaining about the flashback, not just because it's the 40-year-old Padawan and everything, but they either wanted the episode to be all the flashback or none of the flashback. The flashback is the story of this episode. Right. It's the parallel. That's And it's not just there for people who didn't watch the prequels, who don't know about this relationship between them. Although it is very helpful. Like if Obi-Wan Kenobi is the first piece of Star Wars you've ever watched, these flashbacks, super helpful. Yeah. In understanding the context of this. But no, those flashbacks are the story. These two are remembering this entire moment. And again, they're sort of connected in the Force. So of course, they're having the same memory at the same time. They're remembering that sparring session while they're going into this. Right. And and so the the events reflect very closely. Now they remember things differently. And that's why things end up the way they do, but we'll talk about it. Uh you mentioned something I kind of want to highlight. I've been trying to highlight this. I'm not sure where to fit it in, so I'm going to fit it in right now because you said it perfectly. Hey. Um speaking of uh people watching Obi-Wan Kenobi as their first Star Wars, according to Disney, uh I think it was Q3 2022. I don't remember which quarterly report it was. But Lucasfilm did a bunch of research, and Obi-Wan Kenobi brought a lot of people back into the Star Wars fold. People who may have 
drifted away because of the prequels. Um, and then people who never even watched the sequel trilogy or any animation whatsoever, this mm-hmm. the, the Obi-Wan Kenobi show got them to come back. And uh, further further review has suggested that uh, they're they're staying. Andor was a hugely successful show, and mm-hmm. and so you know these flashbacks are important. Yeah, they're they're to reconnect people to the story yeah. and to give further context for everything, and that's fucking awesome. If and that's you know that's part of the magic of bringing back Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen to tell this story is it brings back people who may have been alienated from the fandom uh, from Star Wars by the behavior of the fandom post prequels, or uh, or they just drifted away after the prequel movies and perhaps were disillusioned by them uh, a bit or or whatever whatever made them drift away from Star Wars. The magic of these two coming back to the screen brings them back. Yeah, and that's fucking fantastic and we're so glad to have you back if you're one of those people and you're listening to this podcast hi welcome we're so happy you're back <laughs> i can't imagine you'd listen to a star wars podcast if you're one of those people but if but if you if, you, if this is your first star wars podcast welcome uh we're we're whores will you not speak disparagingly about our star wars podcast please i love our star wars podcast uh-huh and you know that um it's a defense mechanism. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but uh, you're going to have to talk nice about this. We are 102 episodes in and we're proud. So be nice. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got nothing. I got nothing. You're asking me Damn to be you. nice. So what do I do now? Not talk? <laughs> <laughs> I want you to be nice to our podcast is what I want. I and love I'm, our I podcast. Say, I'm just self-deprecating. Look, the only reason... Bitch, the only reason I can say this is because you beat me to it. Yeah. All right? Yeah. <laughs> it. I, anyway. I got the high ground, gay man. <laughs> <laughs> Twink. All right, so. Vader, true to exactly what Obi-Wan just revealed, that he's going to attack. First he does, he orders the attack. He's like, attack! Yeah, thanks, thanks. And oh my god, it's like they've met. Oh it's my like God. they know each other or something. Meanwhile, back in the bunker, there's general panic. Everybody's pretty unsettled because Lord fucking Vader is on his way. Yep. And then Obi-Wan gives the best pep talk ever. Not. It's a very Obi-Wan pep talk. Yeah. It's pragmatic. Well, because he's not going to lie to these people. He's He's not gonna like puff them up with false hope he needs them to be realistic about their situation he tells them if we try to fight them we will not survive yeah they're better trained than us better equipped they're just they're fucking bigger and meaner than us Mm -hmm. they will take us all the fuck out but that's only if we try to fight them we don't need to fight them yeah we just need all we need to do is hold them off long enough to get out that's it yep this is not a last stand situation no this this is totally just save as many as you can oh this uh uh live to fight another day situation uh yeah, yeah. and obi-wan knows that situation very well oh uh, yeah so he's like roken how long is it going to take you to override those doors roken's like oh three or four hours obi-wan says you have one and i have in my notes oh apparently i have obi-wan's management style <laughs> <laughs> how much time is it going to take yeah. for you to do those support tickets uh two hours you have 30 minutes <laughs> and you know what? You get it done. Get it so. done. Yeah. Yeah. Get it yeah. Done. 
The plan is, Roken, work on hacking the fucking doors open. Everybody else, seal every single entrance except for one into this bunker, and that entrance is the position that we hold. If we defend our position together, then by the time they get inside, we'll be gone. Great plan. And it says in my notes, welcome back, General. Yeah, pretty much. That's Obi-Wan Kenobi is uh, fully, is starting to come into his own, really uh, embracing the fact that at one point he did lead an army. <laughs> yeah, and he's em- he's embracing the fact that he can be responsible for other people again. Um, and he has to be because, I mean, Roken's great, Tala's great, but they're not a Jedi general. They're not a leader. N- not the way he is. Right. Like, that's just, that's that's his fucking power. That's his responsibility. And he's finally taking it again. Because, again, he had reduced himself to guy who sits on planet and watches boy. Yeah. And literally just watches him. Doesn't take any other kind of responsibility for him. Kind of meek and and browbeaten by the non-Jedi guardian of this boy. Now he's coming back into his own authority. Um, and trusting himself to wield it again. And that's, again... That's just that's just fucking great to see. I love it. Anyway, so um, the Empire is incoming. We see the shuttles are on their way down. We've got some quick cuts back and forth between the shuttles coming in. Uh, the people in the path are fortifying and sealing off entrances as the troopers land. They've got a couple of purge troopers. They've got a fucking giant gun. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. They're taking up positions out in front of the only available entrance to this bunker. Everybody's in in nice, tight, regimented stormtrooper lines. But then in the middle, they part so that Reva can Sith strut straight through the middle all the way up to the front. (laughs) The entrance, the drama of it all. I have my notes. Can this, can anybody on the dark side side just like walk in? Can they just like show up? No, of course not. No, No. that's not the way it works. You get your Sith card taken away. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah, absolutely. And then, and then, if you are going to stalk forward uh, to the front of all of these soldiers, the next thing you need to do is order them to open fire while you're standing in front of them. (laughs) (laughs) You notice how the stormtroopers behind her were like, uh, Uh, step to the side. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Let's shoot around her. Let's not actually shoot at third sister, Grand Inquisitor, whoever she is. So yeah, they're starting to fire on the blast doors. Inside, Roken is trying to get the hangar doors open, but it's not fucking working. <laughs> Haj is like, that was underwhelming. <laughs> that was unimpressive. <laughs> I don't need your fucking feedback. Haja does suggest, well, you want to go in the vents maybe and see what's wrong? And Roken's like, I'm too big. I'm a thick boy. <laughs> he is. Mm, boy. Roken's so... Mm. Anyway. Off to the side. Leia has been listening to all of this. She just stands up and goes, I'm going to need a ladder. Yeah. God damn it, Leia. <laughs> and Roken's like, um, we are not here for playtime, princess. And Obi-Wan's like, fucking do it. Yeah. Roken looks at him and Obi-Wan goes, You trust me? I trust her. Get her the ladder. Because she's still her mom's child, right? She's little enough. She can get in there. And she's, you know, got some skills and shit. And she's forced to Fucking let her yeah. in. Let her in. Oh, my God. And <laughs> And then Obi-Wan turns to Haja and is like, keep an eye on her. And Haja's like, what? <laughs> That's <laughs> a lot of like, responsibility. <laughs> I am not a babysitter. You are now. Obi-Wan just walks away. <laughs> like, there's no conversation about yeah, this. Yeah, we're, we're in a battle. Keep an eye we're on the princess. Yeah. yeah. So Leia shimmies up into the vent. She's looking through the wires and shit. Meanwhile, Obi-Wan's comm link goes off. So he has to, like, step aside to take a call privately. Yeah. 
And it's not it's not an interactive call. It's clearly just a voicemail. Yeah. <laughs> left by left by Bail Organa. Bail Organa is worried. Well, he hasn't heard back yeah. from them in a while. Yeah. Like it's been days. Mm-hmm. And Obi-Wan just dropped off the radar. He hasn't heard anything about his daughter. He hasn't heard anything about Obi-Wan. He's worried that Vader has found them. Yeah. Which means that Vader knows about the kids. Oh, my God. So Bale can't do anything about his daughter. So what he says he's going to do is he's going to go to Tatooine to help Lowen, to help Owen protect Luke. Uh, And protect the boy. uh, Spoiler alert. And I have to mention the spoiler alert because you know why. Uh, yeah, Bale never no. shows up on Tatooine. Yeah, he totally bails on that. Yeah, so um, ba- Bale bails uh, counter ding right there. Yeah, <laughs> like, that was a weird ball to drop on this show. But yeah, okay. like they well because I guess not enough time happens and Bale ends up not having to go to Tatooine because hello, this sh- entire story of the show is like happens over like a three maybe four day. Yeah, it's everything crazy. is so fast. Yeah, that's why everybody's so tired by the end of it. Ain't nobody sleeping. No. Yeah. So Obi-Wan's like, ah, shit. Okay. I can't think about that right now. I'm under siege, literally. So he hangs up. Tala comes in. She's like, are you okay? No. No. (laughs) And now we get Tala's backstory. And look, whenever a side character that you like a lot in Star Wars starts delivering unto you a backstory, worry for them. You know, I was going to say something very similar. I I know you don't watch a lot of competition reality TV um stuff no, but at all yeah yeah but there's a thing that happens where uh the people that get the most interview time are either the people that are going to win whatever the challenge is for that episode or they're going to get eliminated and thus leave the show oh. right so this is tala in the getting more confessional time and i'm like girl leave jabeem now ditch these bitches i do not <laughs> want you to die <laughs> she can't she's trapped in the hole with the rest of them she's Trixie. she can figure it out no, she can't. Um, she does tell him that basically what what led to her leaving the Empire. She says that they she was following orders on Gorel. The Empire told them that the people that they were detaining were like tax dodgers. But no, it turns out that they were families of Force-sensitive people. Oh my god. Right. And by the time the Inquisitors were done, 14 people had died. Six of them were children. Oh my god. And she couldn't help then, so now she does this. She helps the path. And she shows him in her holster, there's a series of notches. She says she makes a notch for every Force-sensitive person that she gets out, that she gets to safety. And I counted nine? Well, from what I could see, you, go, you don't get a great shot yeah. of, the, of the holster, but I think I saw nine. Mm-hmm. And she tells him, you're right, Ben. Some things you can't forget. But you can fight to make them better. I fucking love her. Love her so much. Anyway, we got trouble. We got problems. It's bad. The blast doors are being shook. Uh, Roken lets them know they're not going to hold much longer. And Obi-Wan's like, okay, we need to slow them down. Tell the Inquisitor that I want to talk. Hold on a second. Um, Hmm. Did you see what Roken was holding? A bowcaster? A bowcaster. He's got a Wookiee bowcaster. That's hot. Have we we've seen a Wookiee bowcaster before? We saw oh, it in Clone Wars. Yeah, but we haven't talked about it. Well, would you like to talk about the bowcaster? I would love real to quick? talk about the bowcaster. Oh my god, I would love to hit it. <laughs> uh, uh, through the use of magnetic acceler- acceleration, 
Hold on. <laughs> My notes just jumped. Through the use of magnetic acceleration, bowcasters were more powerful and accurate than the average blaster. Designs differed through the materials used in the creator's artistic approach, although the end result was visually similar to a crossbow-like weapon. Bowcasters are usually handcrafted. However, some popular models are mass-produced in workshops all over Kashyyyk. Why? Mm. Because the bowcaster uh, packs a punch. To fire one, it will send you back 10 feet if you're not prepared for the uh, kickback. Oh my, Roken. Roken is strong. He's he's stout. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's hot. That's hot. Uh, that, uh, that I read from uh, Wikipedia. Uh, by the way, another note from Wikipedia. Uh, the weapon uses metal quarrels enveloped by plasma energy as ammunition. Two polarizing orbs balanced in each end of the bow created a magnetic field that boosted the quarrel's momentum. On the cocking spring, it, once the cocking <laughs> spring was pulled back, the trigger fired the quarrel which is enveloped in plasma energy. It took me a long time to not read cocking as cockring. So <laughs> when I read that p- paragraph, I was like, mm, what? The cockring stream back? What? Mm-hmm. So anyway. I love I love the retroactive, uh, you know, sci-fi tech speech that we throw in to explain why Chewbacca's weapon is just a crossbow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's and that's really fine. powerful. I love it. Yeah. It's super powerful. Let's keep that in mind, how devastating these weapons are when we encounter them later mm-hmm. in the story. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Obi-Wan's like, tell the Inquisitor I want to talk, and I'm going to go buy us some time. Okay. So, apparently, the message gets out, and Reva and Obi-Wan both step to either side of the smoldering bunker door. And once again, we see Obi-Wan Kenobi, the negotiator, doing his negotiation bullshit which we've seen since the very beginning of the Clone Wars. That's right. This is the return of the negotiator. I love it. Very cool. So Reva's like, if you're trying to stall, that's not going to work. Lord Vader's going to get you. Thanks, Reva. And Obi-Wan's like, you mean Anakin? Oh, shit. You knew. How did you know back on Dayu, you are too young to have known him unless you saw him. Unless you were there. And he has a ding on the Princess Leia Force Insight moment. Yeah. And he says, The night of Order 66, you were a youngling. That's how you knew you saw him. Reva does not like this particular line of conversation. That's not what she was thinking she was going to be talking about when she stepped up to this door today. And we get Reva having a little trauma flashback. Yeah. This is why we got the warning at the top of the episode. Yeah. Because, yeah, we're going to flash back to Order 66 in the Jedi Temple. She's basically reliving watching Anakin Skywalker kill her friends. And this is the most painful scene I've ever experienced in Star Wars. Um, I've I've briefly talked about this before, but I am a victim of sexual violence. And I remember Mm -hmm. for a good year after I had reoccurring nightmares where, you know, the person who attacked me walked up to me exactly like this scene, exactly like Reva said Mm -hmm. it. So it's really, um, it's really painful to uh, watch this scene. Uh, But um, it's, it's brilliant because uh, this is exactly what it's like to, to have Mm -hmm. that kind of a flashback. And so (sighs) fuck you, Deborah Chow. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Why you gotta be so good at telling stories about trauma. Right. But um, yeah, it's horrifying. It's terrible. Seeing that look on Anakin's face, oh, it's it's awful. And yeah, 
And the only good thing I have to say is at least this is the last time we have to talk about Order 66. You're cute. Um, <laughs> she tells Obi-Wan, We thought he was there to help us. Ugh. Because they did. Of course they every, did. Every youngling he encountered in that temple gave him some version of Master Skywalker, what's are we going to do? Right. Like that, because that's a Jedi. He's a member of the council. Like, why would he not? Obviously, he's there to help them. But no, he's actually there to fucking kill the only family she ever knew. The only reason she survived is because she played dead and hid in the bodies. And yeah, that's why we have a trigger warning at the top of this episode. Yeah. And so I have to I have to headcanon that, you know, when the Grand Inquisitor in the first episode said that she came from the gutter. I have to headcanon that she somehow escaped the the, the the temple and was probably living on the streets of Coruscant to survive. Yeah, sorry. Hold on. What? I just upset myself. <sighs> okay. You know what? I'm going to go to the bathroom. Okay, let's <laughs> take I'm a break. Let's through take this a break. And then I'm we'll going to take back. a pause. Yeah. I'm going to take a pause. Too. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm eating cheese. <laughs> I'm so hungry. How dare you? I'm upset right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's your emotional support cheese. <laughs> it is. Look at this. See? The stick of cheese. Mm-hmm. Yep. I see it. All right. All right. All right. All right. Let's get back into it. Balls, 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 balls. <laughs> Let's talk about balls. <laughs> Well, nothing else bad's going to happen this episode, right? So, oh, we're fine. it'll be fine. It'll we're be fine. fine. Okay. Okay. Woo. So, getting back on track with the episode. Whew. Why do we like Star Wars? I don't fucking okay. know. I was just thinking that. I was like, why do I like this shit? Uh, there's, there's no, but there's literally like no media you can escape to right now that's not going to reflect something. Like, that's just, that's just media literacy and, and being intelligent. Uh, discerning people while also watching shows and consuming media. Like it's all going to reflect, right? If you just, this is, this is exactly why I watch real housewives, right? I just want to know what Teresa said about Jennifer and oh my God, how, how dare she not buy her the right shoes? Like, man, that's it. I'm going to go watch. I'm going to start watching bluey. I hear that's a really good one. (laughs) A little self therapy. Okay. 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 So getting back into the episode. Obi-Wan realizes, hearing all of the simmering hatred and trauma from Riva from the other side of the door, he realizes, oh. You're not serving him, are you? You're hunting him. Uh-oh. Oh. And he's like, oh, my God, girl, let's work together. We want the same thing. <laughs> Join me. <laughs> <laughs> Join me. <laughs> yeah, Reva's like, want the same thing? Do we really? Do you want Anakin dead? Oh. And his face says, I did not think that all the way through to its logical conclusion at all. Nope. But yeah. that's a good question. Do you really want, where were you, she says, when he was killing my friends? That was your Padawan. Why should I trust you? Point. Like, oh my God. And she's like, I don't need you. I don't need anyone. And Obi-Wan's like, you won't stop him alone. You have no idea 
when I'm done alone. And she <laughs> then, and I'm like, wow, let's let's pause for a moment. But nope, nope, Reba's no. not going to let me. She cuts through the fucking door with her lightsaber. Uh-huh. The door is open now. She fucking cut it open. Yeah. Obi-Wan force shoves Reva way the fuck back. I mean, like 30 feet which, back. Which was hot. Yeah, that's good. And what was also hot was the way she stayed on her feet. Yeah. She just leans into it and skids back on her feet. Hot. And then he's like ordering everybody to fall back to the second position. And there's blaster fire, pew pew from both sides. The stormtroopers are moving in. Obi-Wan's holding, like bouncing bolts back and holding people off. He's got the lightsaber out. Roken and Tala, the mom from Dayu. Yeah. That Haja was smuggling, she's there. Awesome. They're all fighting. They're all they're all holding fire so that everybody else can retreat backwards. We're moving backwards through the tunnels, falling back behind shields and everything. And, and it's um very tense. And luckily stormtroopers still can't shoot worth a shit, so Luckily they suck, yeah. <laughs> well Well, mostly. We cut to Haja and Leia. <laughs> Leia's like boopa doopa doo through the wire. She's working. Haja's like, hey, are you um are you gonna hurry? <laughs> God damn it. We cut back to the fight in the hall. So basically we're establishing that no, the fucking hangar doors are not open. Leia's still working on it. Cool. We cut back to the halls. Ned B is holding the last line. I hate this. Everybody's retreating, retreating back behind Ned B. Yeah. Because he's a giant hunk of, of metal and he's so fucking brave. And he's, He's standing there uh, shooting and stuff and, and absorbing a lot of damage. Behind him, Tala gets shot in the gut. Ugh. And it's just Ned B, Tala, and Obi-Wan still in the hallway because Obi-Wan had to scoop up the mom from Dayu. Dayu mom. I knew her mom, her name like three episodes ago. I don't anymore. I'm sorry. Um, she gets shot. And so Obi-Wan scoops her up and takes her back behind the door that's behind them. Uh, and he comes back and sees that it's just Tala and Ned B in the hallway. Tala's bleeding out. Yeah. Ned B turns towards her and hunkers down and shelters her with his body. And she's staring up at his face and weeping as the lights in his eyes go out. Ned B is dead, but he is still a hunk of metal that she can take cover behind. And I, that is what I fucking mean, man, about, about the loyal dog vibe and how he's, he's the big, Fucking St. Bernard, Ned B is the hero of Jabim, and I need statues erected in his honor. Yeah. He's the reason. He and Tala are the reason anything else goes right in this episode. Yeah, absolutely. And I am, uh, my next Disney trip, I am buying that goddamn figure, because that I want on my- Y'all, he sent me a picture of a Ned B figure that he saw at, at Disney and then he didn't buy it. I was like, fuck your fucking rent. You need him. What are you doing? Well, no, so. it's just like, it's just like buying stuff in the morning is a pain in the ass. Cause you have to carry that then you shit. Carry it around. Yeah. And yeah. so, and then by the evening I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to gift shops now, but then I forget. So. <laughs> cause you've been drinking. Actually, no. Um, cause I'm following a boy around. Cause you think him with your dick. Yeah. <laughs> you shit dumb. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get back to the tragedy of Tala, okay? So Ned B, clearly her best friend, dead, shielding her with his with his metal body. She's crying. She's bleeding out. She pulls a thermal detonator out of her bag. Oh, God. Meanwhile, behind her, Obi-Wan is yelling her name, trying like hell to get to her, but he's being overrun by all the stormtroopers that are running past her. <sighs> so 
She tells him to go. He takes up the, he takes out the last of the stormtroopers. He's behind that last bunker door. She shoots the door controls. And as those doors are slamming closed in his face, she says, May the fools be with you. God damn it. And then she sets off the thermal detonator. And Riva's like, move back. And uh, yeah. the whole fucking tunnel explodes. Tala and Nedby gave their lives to get everyone else safe behind those bunker doors. Yep. I hate Star Wars. Hey, Steph, would you like to hear about thermal detonators? <laughs> Have we not talked about thermal detonators? No, I, I double checked and we haven't. Amazing. Yes, please tell me about thermal detonators. Tell me exactly how Tala died. Go. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, from Wikipedia, <laughs> according to Wikipedia, thermal detonators were palm-sized spherical devices that were used as extremely deadly explosive weapons. In addition to being surprisingly powerful for their size, <laughs> they could be mm-hmm. only be deactivated by whomever turned it on. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. Uh, they would only explode when they were activated and therefore a secure, stable weapon to carry. They could also be programmed to explode after a set amount of time. Uh, nice. Usage is generally considered to be illegal in most star systems because of how well. deadly thermal detonators are. Mm-hmm. They contain bar baradium, a highly unstable sure. chemical compound that could blow a two-meter deep hole in pure permacite. None of these things made yeah. any sense to me. Uh, anyway, the power of thermal detonators made it highly sought after in the criminal underground, which made its price mm-hmm. climb to 2,000 credits on the black market. I'm assuming that's nice. a lot. Sure. <laughs> the imperial economy, I don't fucking know. Yeah, so for those of y'all that listen to For Light and Dice, the thermal detonator is 2,000 credits, according to Wikipedia. So that's how much it <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, we're absorbing that, that heroic last stand, that particular tragedy. And we cut back to Vader still standing on the bridge of his ship. Yep. And his admiral reports to him that the Grand Inquisitor has breached the walls and is now inside the path bunker base thing. And Vader's like, cool, let's go in and kill everybody. Yeah. yeah. Nope. No. Don't need to. No. Why, he Why don't we t- need he to? Says, he says, tell her to stand down. Kenobi is already ours. What? How does... What? Yeah. Yeah. He's calling her off. And you know she's loving that. Oh, no. She hates it. Yeah. So we flash back to lightsaber time with the boys. Anakin is super aggressive on the attack. Boom, boom, boom. He is just kicking the shit out of Obi-Wan. Did he disarm him at this point? I'm trying to remember. Uh, yes, this is when he gets disarmed, yeah. Yeah, and he's like, there's no way out, Master. Admit that you are beaten. Cut to Obi-Wan. Yeah, well, cut to Obi-Wan back in the path bunker, tight close up on his face, looking shook, looking like a man who might be ready to admit that he's beaten. And he he is. He says, I'm going back. And people are like, yeah. wait, what? And he, he's like, exactly. he expects me to surrender. He knows, he, he expects me to do what I need to do to protect everyone. Mm-hmm. And Obi-Wan just says, you're on your own. What the fuck? Yeah. And it does seem like he's giving up. Like, if we take it in the context of that last flashback, which I fully believe was Anakin's memory of it. Yeah. If we take it in the context of that, then yeah, everything we see now here points to Obi-Wan uh, is going to make Tala's sacrifice mean nothing and go hand himself over to the Empire and just fucking give up. And then he turns to Haja and hands over his weapons and his comm link. So his lightsaber, his gun, his comm link, everything goes to Haja. And he tells Haja to look after Leia. And Haja's like, ah, again, I'm not a babysitter. 
fuck. And Roken's like, how the fuck are you going to go fight him without a weapon? And Obi-Wan says, there are other ways to fight. Yeah. Flashback, in my mind, to earlier when Tala was telling him there are things that can't be forgotten, but you can fight to make them right. I love that. That's what he's doing. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. This is our first hint. Obi-Wan's not giving up. He's not surrendering. He's fighting. He's doing the tricky Obi-Wan's shit. Exactly. How many times have we seen Obi-Wan Kenobi fake surrender? Like every other Clone Wars episode. (laughs) Fucking every time, right? That's what's happening here. Uh, We have to hope. So he surrenders himself to the stormtroopers. We cut to a quick shot of Leia in the vents. She's being stalked by Darth Lola. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Obi-Wan fucking surrendered. He is being brought by two troopers to Riva. And Reva's like, cool, somebody call Vader, let him know we got Kenobi. <laughs> call 1-800-VADER. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, they put Obi-Wan on his knees. Mm-hmm. Which is... Like you do when you're, when you're a prisoner. He's handcuffed, he's shackled, he's on his knees. And he's giving Reva a lot of really intense eye contact. And, and yeah. And Reva's like, he's on his way, you're going to die. Obi-Wan looks at her and says... You're not bringing him to me. I'm bringing him to you. So tricky. Yeah. And again, they're having a very whispered conversation. Like Mm -hmm. all the troopers are a little out of earshot. They're speaking very softly. Lots of super intense eye contact. He's like, there are families in there. There are children. Are you going to let him do again what he did to you? Snap. Yeah. And that is an excellent point. And all of this is very tricky, very strategic, really cool. Peak Star Wars. I'm a terrible person. Because you're turned on right now. Handcuffed Obi-Wan Kenobi on his knees, speaking softly in a deep voice and making intense eye contact. Turns out that's my jam. Yeah, I... I that I is have, 100% me. I, <laughs> I have in my notes, if one were to consent to being in this position... Uh, uh-huh. I am grabbing them by the back of the head. Uh, yeah. 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 No, this is, this is, look, consent is key. Consent is key. <laughs> but if we could consent to this scenario, I'm down. I'm, I'm, I'm also yeah, down here. for the reverse. Uh, you know, I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Somebody write me that fanfic or at least point me to the many, many versions of that fanfic that have to exist because... Yeah. Of you any handcuffs? Is there Dark Side Divas fanfic already? No, 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 no. Oh God, please do not put that out into <laughs> no. the universe. No, we do not I do not need Dark Side Divas fanfic. I don't consent to that. I don't approve. Don't write it. No, I mean just Obi Wan on his knees. Oh yeah. Oh fanfic. yeah. I, I've read, I've read some. I've read some. Okay, well yeah. send me some links because I need some for the dirty readings for the patrons. <laughs> um, anyway, so Riva realizes what Obi Wan is suggesting. That they work together here to fucking assassinate Vader. And she goes, What makes you think he won't see it coming? Because all he'll see is me. And that that line she says, by the way, was the second uh, option for my line. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of coming. A lot of coming in this episode. It's a lot of coming. Yeah. Um, but he's absolutely right. Uh, Anakin is going to get laser-focused tunnel vision on Kenobi. And like, that's, that's what he's using, what he knows about Anakin, about his extraordinary aggression and about his laser focus on, on defeating the enemy, specifically on being able to defeat Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's what he's trying to use. Yep. Reva does not answer him. 
Nope. She doesn't say, yes, we're going to do it, anything like that. She gestures for the troopers to secure Obi-Wan back inside the bunker, like the, the front area that they have taken. Good. Cool. We flash back to the lightsaber fight. Uh-huh. Uh, this is where Anakin disarms Obi-Wan. Okay. Oh, so yeah, yeah. again, with the aggressive attack, Anakin gets Obi-Wan's lightsaber away from him, knocks it to the side. But Obi-Wan does not look beat or worried. Uh, but he does look up at Anakin and say, your need for victory, it blinds you. Mm. So now we're, I feel like at this moment, we're in Obi-Wan's memory yeah, of this encounter. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, I can't contemplate that for long because holy shit, Vader's here. God damn. Like He's there's here. a lot of shit that happens in this episode. So much. And so much of it is alarming. Yeah, all of it. Vader mm-hmm. shows up and, you know, he's like, hi, everybody. Hope you do good job. You did wonderful. I'm going to give you. No, he doesn't say that at all. The first no. Thing, the thing out of his fucking mouth is, where is he? Mm-hmm. Um, and Reva says, well, I secured him inside. No question. Why didn't she just keep Obi-Wan with her? I don't think stormtroopers are particularly great at holding Jedi. Call me crazy. Um, she, I feel like that was her silently agreeing to the plan. Ah. Um, because placing Obi-Wan inside lures Vader into the caves, away from all of the backup of all of those troopers. Oh, okay. I, I, yeah. I accept that. Okay. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, Vader's like, I'm going to go and bring him in myself. Meanwhile, Obi-Wan murders his two guards. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to Leia. She's still hunting through the wire shit. Darth Lola attacks. And God bless Lola. Like, the red eyes are intimidating and whatnot, but Leia just grabs Lola. <laughs> well, yeah, she's still a toy. Yeah, yeah. Like, yes, yeah, she's got a little buzzsaw, and if she managed to get you in the eyes, that would be bad, but... That's it. Leia's like, oh my God, Lola, what? Grabs her and finds a teeny tiny restraining bolt. And removes it. The threat of Darth Lola is no more. Lola is back to blue eyes. And she's all she's sweet good. now. Yes, uh, Vader is stalking down hallways full of nothing but dead stormtroopers while Reva's eyeballing him, walking away. Leia is making repairs up in the vents. Um, and she, <laughs> when she makes the little final connection and the lights start coming back on, Lola's little hooray beeps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was almost enough joy to balance out the rest of this episode. Right. Almost. <laughs> almost. I love those little hooray beeps. That was the fucking best. Anyway, the hangar doors are open. Hooray! And people start getting the transport and everything. Everybody's mm-hmm. going to be fine. Yeah, everybody's getting loaded up. We're going to be fine. We're going to get away. It's going to be great. Obi-Wan uh, runs out. Leia hops down out of the vent. She's all dirty. Uh, and she runs up and hugs Obi-Wan and asks about Tala. Obi-Wan doesn't answer that, but he gives her a look. But the look on his face is answer enough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we see Haja. He's hustling towards the transport. He's like, Obi-Wan's here. I'm not looking at this kid anymore. Yeah, right. <laughs> and he takes off. And he drops the communicator um, on the ground. He does. I'm sure that won't be a problem. No, that'll be fine. fine. No, the, fine. we didn't it's have fine. a shot of that for, uh, there was no reason for that. No, no, that's that doesn't mean anything. Um, then my notes say, oh, no, Vader. Yeah, pretty <laughs> um, much. Because he stalks straight into the hangar bay. He sees the ship taking off and then he fucking grabs it with the force yeah a whole ass ship seems like a skywalker thing to do don't you think it's very skywalker yeah it is the skywalkeriest yeah have we seen somebody do this before in the chronological not in the chronological order no the first um no i can think ahsoka did oh was she trying was trying to yeah well she tried um she but 
Ahsoka was the first time chronologically we saw a Force user gr- try to grab an entire ship. Yeah. When Maul was escaping the the crashing ship. Right. But the first time the I end. saw it was when Rey Skywalker. You, you hear that? Yeah. Rey Skywalker. Uh-huh. Uh, Rey Skywalker. When she did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here in the chronological order, this is time number two, and it is Ahsoka's master. Uh, and it's fucking scary. Anakin, <laughs> and he fucking does it, though. It's a much larger ship than Ahsoka was grabbing. Uh, he's straining. You can tell that it is an effort to grab an entire ship that has whole engines fighting against his pull. But he does manage to grab it, crash it back down to the ground, and start ripping it to pieces. That was hot. Yeah. Yeah. No, you are you are correct like, about I'm, that. Imagine what he could do to my pants. I don't think the legs inside the pants are going to survive the encounter. No. And, no. And, and you know what? I'm fine with that. <laughs> no, you're not. But you're willing to roll those dice. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm, I, I'll play that dangerous game. Again, again, it's the frisson of maybe this will be fun. And maybe, maybe I'll die. Maybe I'll be violently dismembered while he doesn't feel anything about it. No regrets. <laughs> None. But he's ripping the ship apart and he manages to like carve a tunnel through this transport, realizes pretty quickly it's empty as he sees all the way through the husk of this ship that he just crashed, a second transport behind it that takes the fuck off and everybody declares fair escape. Thank you, Obi-Wan. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, Tala. Thank you, Ned B. Thank you, Leia, for getting the fucking hangar doors Fuck open. Yeah. Thank you. That was a team effort. Good job. Go team. God damn. And then we get our final flashback. Uh-huh. Well, technically, our final flashback of uh, Obi-Wan takes, uh, rips uh, Anakin's saber out of his hands. Well, he's unarmed. Yeah. An unarmed Obi-Wan Kenobi overpowers Anakin, uh, outmaneuvers him, and disarms him. And Obi-Wan says, You're a great warrior, Anakin. But you'll need to prove yourself as your undoing. Yeah. That's nice. And uh, he turns off the saber, hands it back to him. They smile at each other and walk away. Brothers, that is not how the current timeline scenario is ending. Nope. But it is how it ended. Yeah. In the sense that, yeah, Anakin fucked himself on this one. Just like he did in that sparring match way back when. Yep. So Vader's standing there. Seething, one presumes. It's really hard to tell. No, he's angry. Well, yeah, but like you can't see his face. His breathing pattern never changes. But he's, if if it was me, I'd be seething. Yeah, I would be annoyed. Behind him, we see Riva. And she's sneaking up behind him. And she ignites her lightsaber. She winds up for a strike. And she is trying to hit Darth Vader from behind. Yeah, about that. Didn't work. That's... No. It did not. Darth Vader catches her saber with the force over his fucking shoulder. Effortless. He's not even trying. He was wise to use you against me, he says. (laughs) He force shoves her back again. She keeps her feet. That's so fucking cool. But now, now she's fighting. And I say she's fighting because Vader's not fighting. No, because he doesn't even give her the. He doesn't even pull out his own lightsaber to repel her. No, he does. She doesn't deserve that. Yeah, and this is fucking great uh, because again, it's it's a fight to tell the story, and this is I, I find it interesting to sort of pre- compare this fight to him taking on Obi Wan before. Yeah, uh, back on Mapuzo. Uh, 
because that's where he was 100% on the attack and frustrated. In this one, he's 100% not even involved. Like, he's just, he's toying with her at best, but I don't think he even really cares enough to be toying. Yeah. He's just, he just sidesteps. He just holds up a hand. He just, you know, stuff. At one point he does, like, cause she's, she's trying so fucking hard. So hard. Like she is peak performance here. He's yawning practically. Yeah. She turns on the spinny saber and starts going at him with it. He holds up a hand and uses the force to slow it down. Mm. 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 Takes it away from her. Breaks it into two pieces. Holds onto one and tosses the other one into the dirt in front of her. Wow. And so now we're actually like clashing sabers, right? And it's really very cool because we've just spent this entire episode watching young Anakin fight. Yeah. And the way it's so dynamic and he's just, he's so, so lithe and moving so fluidly and aggressively. And he's just, he flows, man. Like Hayden Christensen, congratulations. You still got it. Oh yeah. 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 And they practice so (laughs) hard for that. It's so good. But compare that to what we're seeing now. He's, you know, the cyborg fighting style. He's very stiff, still terrifying and aggressive. But, but it, that fluidity is not there. No. And that's because his, half his fucking limbs don't work. Like they're, they're, he's a cyborg yeah, now. Yeah. He can't, you know? he just, he doesn't have any agility, but he mm-hmm. doesn't need to anymore. Like he's so good at, uh, saber fighting. He just adjusted his style and now it's, it's like dealing with somebody that's wielding a great sword versus dealing with somebody that has a, fen- a fencing sword. Right. Like he's, he's finesse now. And it's also, uh, again, with the Kung Fu uh, experience that I have, the the more training you get, the more efficient you are with your movements. Right. Um, you know, the you can always tell who's new because they're making these big motions. They're striking poses and they don't even realize it, really. Um, but it's all very big and like, I am doing a martial art. Observe me. But the more training you have, the more you're like, I could do everything you just did, but with a lot less because I am old and tired. <laughs> I don't have the energy to do all of that shit that you just did. So I'm just going to like one twist of the hand and you're going to fall back. So that's where he's at. He's old. He's tired. He's hurt. Yeah. Uh, all the time. Always. Yeah. yeah. So his fighting style is much more efficient it's also stiff, but that's just the nature of it. But yeah, he's, I thought that was really good. Again, we're telling the story with the fight. Uh, this isn't a fight for fight's sake. Ultimately, he does end up with both sabers and he starts stalking towards Riva, who has fallen to her knees. And Riva has an intense flashback. Yeah. To the last time she had Anakin Skywalker stalking towards her. Yeah. With the entire fucking 501st behind him. Confirmed in this moment, she was the little black girl youngling in the very first scene of this series. That was her. In the hat. Yeah. Yeah. In the training in hat. In the training hat. And Vader stabs her at the same time that memory Anakin stabs her and leaves her to die on the floor. Did you really believe I did not see it, youngling? Vader knew the whole time. He knew. He's known the whole fucking time. And then as Riva is laying mortally, we assume, wounded on the ground, who steps up behind Vader to look down upon her? The real Grand Inquisitor. Yeah. What? Quizzy's back. Yeah. God damn it. 
And he looks down at her and goes, Revenge does wonders for the will to live, don't you think? How long, how long has Vader known that the Grand Inquisitor is fine, he's healing, and they're plotting revenge? How long? The whole time. The whole fucking time. Uh, the whole Vader, goddamn time. Vader's all, hey girl, what happened? And the Grand Inquisitor's like, that bitch stabbed me. And he's like, really? Hmm. Yeah. I could get Intriguing. some- Intriguing. I could get some usefulness out of that that person. So that's what happened. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think Vader gets bored and he was like, okay, you sit down, you heal. I'm going to let her run with this because she's actually better than you at finding Kenobi. Um, but then after she tries to kill me, I've got no more use for her. So yeah, that's you're gonna get literally what back. it is. And by the way, yeah. Vader loves uh, har- harassing and attacking his, his inquisitors <laughs> all the time. He's, he's the worst boss. He's a messy bitch is what it is. He's like, I need someone. The same reason why I watch Real Housewives. I love messy mm-hmm. People get into the stupidest fights and then actually fight. Uh, Vader's yeah. Vader's the same way. The grand the the Inquisitor program is his Real Housewives. <laughs> oh, uh, Palpatine also for sure. He's tuning in. Oh, absolutely, every day. absolutely. Yeah. When he's not, that's his tea time. When he's not watching B. Arthur in Tatooine, he's watching the, the Inquisitor <laughs> show. That's true. Absolutely, They're forcing everybody else to watch. <laughs> anyway, uh, the reinstated Grand Inquisitor leans over and takes his badge off of Riva, and he says, "We will leave you where we found you in the gutter." <laughs> I love him. I love him. Yeah. Anyway, everybody does a dramatic cape swoosh and leaves. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> On the transport, uh, you hear the sound, the unmistakable sound of a hyperdrive failing. failing. Yeah. Roken finds Obi-Wan in the passenger compartment, sits down next to him and goes, yeah, so that was our hyperdrive. It just broke down. Uh, and they're right the behind us. So... Right. Right behind us. But Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan hears it, but he's not listening because he's having a ding Princess Leia Force Insight moment. Right. He feels that something is wrong because back on Jabim, Riva, who's not dead, is also having a ding Princess Leia Force Insight moment as she looks up to see the calm link partially buried in the sand. Uh-oh. And she knows, she gets that force insight that tells her that that calm link is important. Obi-Wan is having a bad feeling about something. Yeah. Up on the ship, but he doesn't know what. Reva gets to the calm link and plays Bale's message about going to Tatooine to help Owen protect the boy. And she already met Owen uh, before. Yep. Yep. Yeah. What a- and she already sensed there was something about Owen. What a tight script. Right? Goddamn. Back to Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan is full-on getting a bad feeling about this. He's not sure what it is, though. And Roken's like, dude, are you listening? What's wrong? And Obi-Wan's like, oh, I'm sure it's it's nothing in my notes. Obi-Wan, it is never nothing. Yeah, never, never. and Ever. And he's not really hiding his worry very well. He's like, oh, it's nothing. And he's like still having anxiety. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he does this thing where he gives like fake nervous smiles. Yeah, yeah. He's done it a couple of times in this episode, like earlier when Tala was asking if he was okay. And he was definitely not okay. Um these are not real smiles. No. They are meant to be reassuring, but if you look at his eyes, that's terrifying. That is not a reassuring smile at all. But it's okay. We don't have to dwell in that expression for very long because we cut to tattooing. Oh, good. Good news. The Lars farm in in the twilight, and you can see little Luke is sleeping peacefully in his bed because, reminder, 
There are two Skywalker children. God damn it. We've been deep in it with Leia this whole time. She's got a brother out there. And he has no Jedi to protect him. Dun, dun, dun. And then that's the end of the fucking episode. What the fuck? That's That's the end of the episode. I'm sure that next episode, being the final episode of the series, will not be full of pain and trauma and tension. No. Anyway, do you have anything else for this episode? I got nothing. I'm spent. <laughs> I'm fucking spent. I'm fucking this spent. episode is exhausting. Yeah. It's so good. Don't get me wrong. Don't please do not, dear listener, interpret my my exhaustion with this episode to mean that I do not love it. I do. I love it. I love this series. But it put me fucking through it. Okay. Yeah. I got the hiccups now. I'm so upset. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, if it weren't for some of the more traumatic moments of this episode, this would probably be my favorite episode, but the pain's real. Right. But parts of it cut a little too close to home. And like, that's why there was a warning at the front yeah. of this episode is because because it's it's fucking awful. Um, but we are. Uh, do you have anything else? Do you have anything else for no. Obi-Wan Kenobi part five? No. That means that next time we will be talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi. Part six, the final episode. My God, we got th- this is quick. It was so fast. It's only six episodes. And then, oh my God. And then we're going to do solo right after. Is that right? Uh, let me pull up a spreadsheet. Hold on. I've had to compress cells in this spreadsheet because it's so much fucking content. I know, I don't right? feel like scrolling that far. Uh, yeah. Yeah. After this is solo, a Star Wars story. I can't wait. But that's not we got we got to finish out Obi-Wan first. So I know, I know, Obi-Wan. I know. I have not watched Solo since the first time I saw it in theaters. Oh wow. I I have never watched it since it will and I've slept and I think been put under general anesthesia yeah, yeah, yeah. since then. So this is going to be a fresh new experience for me. Uh, Solo is one of those movies I pop in all the time. So I love I love Solo so much. All right. Well, we will see. But that's not for a couple of episodes. For now, next time we're talking about Obi-Wan Part 6. Do we have anything else for today? No. <laughs> I'm done. Okay. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. I'm only laughing so I don't cry. Anyway, here we go. You ready? Ready. We're going to outro. We're going to outro. Here it is in one, two. All right. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate that. We appreciate you. If you enjoyed the music that we had at the front of this episode, uh, that is a gift from a listener. Uh, You can find him on TikTok as at Chorlesy. That's at C-H-O-R-L-S-Y. If you would like to hang out with us in between episodes, you totally can. We're on all the social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok as at Darkside Divas. And if you would like to explore your personal grooming options, you can go to manscaped.com, place your order, and use promo code DIVAS at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. That's D-I-V-A-S. Don't forget the S at the end. Correct. Also, if you haven't already, you really should subscribe to our podcast. We can be found pretty much in any podcast platform that's popular or not. Uh, Please subscribe. (laughs) Please leave a review. Please tell your friends about us. Uh, And uh, again, if you listen to us at work, wear, wear headphones. Uh, uh, we also have a YouTube channel. We're going to be putting a lot more content on there very soon under the Dark Side Divas brand. Just search for Dark Side mm-hmm. Divas at YouTube.com. You'll find our channel. Subscribe there too. Uh, we also have a swag store, redbubble.com forward slash official divas, where there are logos of both of our shows, uh, our funny ass sayings you can get on a t shirt, a mug, a cell phone case, whatever you want. 
Stickers. We have lots of stickers. And last but certainly not least, we have a Patreon. uh, Patreon.com forward slash Divas Podcast, where we have (laughs) unedited video versions of our recordings. And they are a mess, let me tell you. Um, But they're also (laughs) fun to watch. Um, We have that. We have a great Discord community. One of the greatest Discord communities in all the galaxy. Pretty fucking great. Uh, And we do special content there. We, we We revisited Phantom Menace, Attack the Clones... Uh, and Steph reads smut. <laughs> that's it? Okay. That's it. That's it. Okay, we're done here. Bye. All right. Um, bye, everybody. We love you. Bye. Bye.